Hello, and welcome to episode one of The Cable Connection. We are the premier podcast delving into the world of telecommunications. We discuss the who, what, where, and why of all things cable. Our hosts are Jono, Paul, Chad, and Steve, also known as Webby. (laughs) AKA. (laughs) We are brought to you in part by the Chesapeake chapter of the SCTE. All thoughts and opinions are those of the cast, and we do not represent anyone other than ourselves. So now we can say whatever we want. (laughs) Shout out to Chad. He had a family emergency, so he can't make this premiere episode. But just like cable guys, we're going to move on without (laughs) all men left behind. (laughs) We we will persevere. We (laughs) We will still charge that line, and we will remember our brother who will be with us. The next time. Sometime. <laughs> next month. <laughs> we all raise a coffee to him and toast. So uh what is the SCTE? I think that's important. We're um uh, the the SCTE is helping us get a platform to do this, and I think it's important that we understand what it is. And I, I'd like to start it off saying that Paul is I always get this wrong, you are the VP of Something professional development, professional development in the Chesapeake chapter. Yes. I am the secretary, but that's hear me out. It's kind of <laughs> like secretary of defense or secretary of something cool. <laughs> like, yes, I do basically only take notes during meetings, <laughs> but I get to vote on things too. So I'm like, and I'm, I'm new to this. Uh, Paul's been doing it for a while. I, I just started this year and Webb is law- signing up right now. So we have a nice cascade of experience and knowledge about the SCTE. So if Paul, do you want to take it away? Just what what does SCTE stand for? So SCTE, the Society of uh, Cable Telecommunications Engineers, it's a great organization. They do a lot of work with training, educational experiences. It's everything. They do webinars. They do uh, on-site training sessions. They do almost every aspect that you want to see. So the SCTE with the, with their, with the training that they offer is everything on site webinars. They do a lot of programs. So if you're a new technician or you're a growing technician, they have a bunch of programs for you guys. Um, they've got a lot of even maintenance programs, engineering programs, back office stuff, a lot of really cool things. Can and I jump in on that? So I believe, so there are a lot of giant cable companies out there but there are also a lot of little small mom and pop ones and i believe we were talking about how some very the the large ones can have a training program and put out a bunch of new technicians but a lot of small mom and pop ones they actually rely on the certifications and the trainings of the sCTE as their backbone to teach their guys right oh absolutely that was actually with the the company that i'm with now one of our one of our the requests of us as we introduced technicians into a market was for them to complete the the broadband installation course through the SCTE, oh, wow. which was really cool to see. And it's nice to see, you know, MSOs around the country using the SCTE as their training platform or recommending it to their partners, um, just because of how what it does and the amount of growth that it offers those individuals. So, if you had to put it in a nutshell of what SCTE is, it's basically education. Yeah. If it was one word, it's education. Cause I know personally a couple of years ago I went to you and I was like, Paul, I want to grow my career. What's one of the first things I can do other than 
getting a haircut (laughs) (laughs) and you said, join the SCTE. Like that was the first thing you said. And I was like, what is that? And I, I went down that rabbit hole and like, there, there are so many things that you can do. Like you were talking about, there are certifications, but there's also webinars and, and you brought that up and that's, I'm now really into them. I love them. They're, they'll just be an hour, maybe two hours long. You basically kind of teams into them or, um, what is it? Web go, go webinar, go webinar. It's an app and you can just pop it in your Bluetooth. Like if you have dedication time to sit down and watch a presentation, that's great. But if you're like me, a field technician, I'm working, but I can still pop it in an earbud in my ear and keep working and listen and learn while I'm working. And it it only builds my knowledge for my career and makes me a better technician, which I love. So that, 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 that has been very big for me since I started using it. And I, I love it. Yeah. I think the and the best part about the webinar side of things is that it's chapters across the world that are presenting these. And so there's a, just a huge depth of information, you know, just we're the Chesapeake chapter is we're kind of helping host well, we're, we're, we're assisting with hosting a few trainings on, um, at the end of the month, we've got, uh, what was it? Uh, high, smart cities. Uh, high, well, this, this month we've got high splits and we've got fiber basics. So two really good topics. And, you know, one's obviously a little higher level and good for kind of our field teams. And then fiber basics, just great for anybody who wants to learn a little bit about fiber. And then in March, we've got uh, a two part series on uh, Wi Fi mesh. So it's going to talk about that is huge like that, channel today. widths, RSSI. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, almost all things Wi Fi mesh and Wi Fi in general. So it's, again, they're hour long sessions. So there's going to be more information that guys are going to want, but it gets that conversation going and gets you that good basis. And then, yeah, we've got a big four-part series that we're working on. Um, it's being really spearheaded by Rob Aston, who's our president for the SCTE Chesapeake chapter. What up, Rob? And <laughs> but it's that's gonna be great. It's gonna be almost all things smart cities. We're gonna talk about the infrastructure, um, you know, the the technology that goes into it, the equipment and the troubleshooting. We're getting vendors from across the country to come talk on this for us, and we're actually partnered with not just our own chapter, but Bluegrass and the South Jersey chapter are also helping us, which is huge. It's very rare that you see chapters come together to offer training. So I'm really excited about that. But that's what makes the training so unique is that you've got people from across the country who have varying levels of information and different access to different vendors who can offer a whole depth of information. And it's just, it's phenomenal. So it's going to be a mixture of bluegrass are going to be like, howdy, y'all. We're going to talk about smart cities. And the Jersey guys are going to be like, yo, let's talk about Wi-Fi on light poles. Oh, there's a reason why he's doing this podcast <laughs> and he's not a stand-up comedian or he, 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 he wishes he was Frank Caliendo, he but he just he can't. If Chad was here, I would make so many Jersey jokes, and we'd have a guy from Jersey here. Like but he's but he's not from South. Remember, he's North oh, Jersey. Yeah. He's That's North awesome. Jersey. That's so true. he's closer to the New York South Jersey. You got a little bit of it, but you get a lot of bleed over into like the Philly area. Uh, so like, let's get some cheese steaks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. I've been laying wire all day. I need a steak and cheese. That's not even steak close. That's not even close. <laughs> Go Phillies. <laughs> what is the Philly mascot? He's like the wacky guy. Yeah, he's just a wacky guy. But doesn't he have a name? He's like um, the, the he's the, the bamboozle. Uh, he's a fanatic. Philly fanatic. That's right. Yeah, he's awesome. He's he's hilarious. He's just the. It's just like 
you know, somebody robbed a back lab of like the Muppets and just took whatever <laughs> mascot they could find. But he's he's cool. I've seen him a whole bunch of places, and he's I a, think the Chiefs mascot's even better. Like doesn't he? even doesn't even make sense. It's like a bird of some sort, isn't it? I don't even huh. remember. I don't. I wasn't paying attention to the then, Chiefs mascot. Well, then they have the Browns, and well, like, if you're well, a Bills fan, you pay attention because. <laughs> For the for the Browns, they're like, well, we can't just have a dude wearing a suit, so we're just gonna make it a dog, because <laughs> it was literally named after the the Paul first Brown. Paul Brown, the the, the coach. <laughs> it's like, well, he he had a dog, right? No, he hated dogs. <sighs> we're gonna say he had a dog. <laughs> we're gonna call it the what was it the Pound House, the, the dog, dog, house? dog Pound, the Dog Pound, yeah, the dog, yeah, you go. the Dog Pound. <laughs> The pound house. <laughs> Just stick to your Steelers. <laughs> Average working man. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we got what do they do? We've got what are so talked about some of the chapters. I always love seeing the cactus chapter every time I look up on, on some uh, trainings. Oh, uh, I guess we should point out if you go to SCTE.org, that's the actual website for the national board i'll just call it national yeah and then every uh there's there's a chapters link where you can find chapters but you can also go to i think our chapter is uh sctechesapeakechapter.org but um you, you can find all sorts of different chapters i had originally joined the i think it was called like the mountain west virginia mountain chapter because i was like well i'm in west virginia but that was hours away and everyone i knew was in the chesapeake chapter so I just went to Chesapeake because it just made more sense, even though I have to drive to Maryland sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but the Chesapeake chapter covers all of Maryland, pretty much all of Delaware, D.C. You've got Northern Virginia that it covers, no and then problem. obviously the eastern part of West Virginia. And one of the nice things I like, though, is that you can you can join a primary chapter and a secondary. Um, That's right. And when you do the trainings, it's easy to go in and search search through any – I mean, you doesn't you don't have to be – if it's an on-site training, you may have to be part of that actual right. chapter or local, but almost all the webinars, almost all, are completely free to any member to do any chapters. You just you go on this calendar, it lists all the webinars, and you just hit register, and I guess I, I, I take trainings from everybody. I mean, I've done... Bluegrass is doing a lot this year. I, I think the last one I did was actually by the one of the... by the Quebec chapter. <laughs> and it was fun. <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to make any French jokes. <laughs> and with Canada. with the training, with the training with the Quebec chapter, that they actually had. I'm not. I can't remember if it was them or if it was one of our others though. But they actually had a training that was in French. Um, wow, which I thought was pretty cool. That you know, it's you know, it's like obviously more bleu. <laughs> more. It's obviously more regional and dialect specific. <laughs> but it's it's cool to see that type of outreach though, and. That level of care into what they what SCT does in this industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like if you're on the SCTE.org website, you can click the tab that says events and then calendar. And I'm looking at uh, February, February, Feb, the second month of the year. And on the 15th, the Great Lakes chapter has a uh, training. The next day, Dixie chapter, Golden Gate chapter, Ontario, SoCal. Uh, the Buckeye, that's probably Ohio, Sam Houston, Lighthouse Chapter, that's yeah. cool, uh, Greater Chicago, Michiana, I don't know where that is, Mich, Michi, Michiana, Michia, Michi, Michiana, uh, but yeah, there's just literally, it's just, there's trainings 
all the time. And what's cool, like Paul said, you don't have to be a part of that. I actually haven't even taken a training from the Chesapeake one. I'm jumping on all of them because one of the great things about the industry we're in is we can kind of go anywhere. So it's you just take a free training and learn stuff. Now, they do have paid uh, certifications and trainings. But I guess that'll bring in uh, another question is, is there a membership fee? How much is it? And all this jazz. Yeah. So it does vary on what level of membership you want, as well as who you work for. Uh, There are a lot of MSOs and even some partners that do have or do offer free memberships. Now, obviously, the companies themselves are paying for it, but it's a, a bonus that they're offering to their employees. And so, like, I know Xfinity does, and I know a bunch of the other companies out there, they do offer. So, like, if you're in the Beltway region, which is where we're based out of, Xfinity does, Comcast does offer a free partner membership. So, when you go on and do your membership, it's typically $85 for just, like, a standard year membership. But there's a code that you enter. There's there's some videos you have to watch if you want to renew and stuff. But there's a a code and we can send that to you, but it's also, and uh, I think when, yeah, I think we just got to send it to them. I think we can, but I think it's on our website and we can make sure it's on there and we'll, we can share it with you or you can reach out to anyone, you know, it's within the SCTE. Um, and then you, we can get you that link. You, it has the membership code and it gets you a free membership within Comcast. And then if you have questions around the other chat, any other company that you work for, just reach out to your leadership or reach out to us and we can help get you in the right direction of who to talk to. You know, but even like for me, I, I pay the $85 a year. The company I work for, we don't presently offer free membership, but it's to me, it's completely worth the $85. It's more than worth it. Oh, yeah. That, that's, I mean, that that's two coffees, depending where you live. <laughs> what kind of coffee do you Jeez. drink? <laughs> I like very specific pumpkin spice latte. Bougie redneck, like straight from the pumpkin. Like I'm not sure. I'm not sure what <laughs> kind of eighty. Put, a, like, put a tap in that guy and just like squeak, squeak, and just let it drip out. But well, what is also really nice about it though too is that it's it's also driven towards vendor partnerships and business partnerships. And so even if you're, you know, you don't have to. This isn't all just hey, as a cable technician, if you work for a company that's making a new product, selling yeah. a new technology. Our, our treasurer is Brandon, who is hopefully going to be a guest very soon. And he works for PPC, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is a pretty big vendor and supplier for a lot of cable companies. Paul Prescott from Comscope. He's been on our yep. board for, for quite some time. We've got, we've got a uh, Dan Grenier from fourth wave. We've got, we've got people from all different companies. Yep. And, uh, and that's, what's great about it. You got people from all different parts of the business that are all a part of this. And it's so it's great for networking. It's great for those, like I said, those training opportunities. Um, so definitely just check out the membership, check out different membership levels. And of course, like I said, reach out to a current member. If you know any, um, you can go through our website and there's links on there for you to email us. Or you can just, you know, we're going to have some links with the podcast as well. So you can also reach out to us directly through the podcast and we can help get you pointed in the right direction. Um, but definitely check that out. Like I said, even if it's even if you're cool with just the hate, it's eighty five dollars. Pay it; it's totally worth it. You won't regret it. Hey, Webb, I know is uh, a new member. I'm excited. So, what you (laughs) thanks for that? (laughs) (laughs) So he's in the he's in the thank you he's in the midst midst he's in the middle of signing up. I'm like a sponge. I'm just trying to take it all in. So, (laughs) you know what else you should take in the mic to your mouth. Sorry. Do you like golfing? I'm a very good golfer, actually. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we have the SCTE holds a vendor slash golf day every year. Where do I sign up? Yeah. Probably on the website. <laughs> I haven't looked at it. <laughs> is, yeah. it is it just our chapter doing? Each no. chapter does its a, own? Or? So almost, almost. Not going to say every chapter always does, but nearly every chapter every year offers offers a vendor day, which if you've ever been part of any like trade show where you go in, there's booths set up and they've got information and, and sometimes they even have some tchotchkes. I'll do seminars. Swag. Yeah, there can be swag. Oh my gosh. Um, but it's, but the best thing is you get to meet these vendors and you get to learn a little bit about who they are and there'll be seminars. So they'll, and, you know, that they'll often put out. Um, obviously because of COVID, we've had some, a lot of virtual vendor days Ooh. that a lot of the chapters have done, but it's, but it's pretty cool. So the vendor days is a really awesome opportunity. And if you are a vendor, um, be on the lookout because, you know, we do offer different programs for you to sponsor, you know, a, have a table set up and then, we also have the golf outing, and so there's also sponsorship opportunities for those as well. So we'll usually do like whole sponsorships, and sometimes it's a matter of just putting up a banner. Sometimes it might be you know, you know, having like a particular contest on a on a hole that you want to sponsor. Ton of information will come out for that, but that is the cool thing. If you want to meet vendors and learn about kind of what's going on, especially in your local area, but there'll there'll be some national vendors there too. The vendor day is awesome, and then most How does chapters- golf fall into that and then well typically what they do is they just do it as they just have the vendor day and the golf outing and so usually what they'll do is for a few hours so usually they'll get everything set up for the first half of the day this is how you know some chapters work and every chapter is a little bit different so if you're part of the chesapeake ours usually works to where we'll have the vendor set up in the morning so for the first they say four hours of the day will be the vendor show and then for the second half of the day usually one ish there's a tea time and so if you want to join the golf outing now is that something that you uh, have to pay for at a time it it varies so sorry (laughs) are you done with your tea yes Webby likes tea. I, I I do. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoy tea. He's great. Tea is very soothing. <laughs> Go back to the actual serious important <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so next time, well, now we still need. I need more coffee before I have tea. Okay. <laughs> tea is usually the end of the day drink. It's like a two o'clock in the afternoon time. I tell you time. what. I, I started binging. What was that? Uh, uh, the, the that British show. It was like on PBS, and it was Downton Abbey. Uh, my wife and I were uh, binging that show for a while, and I just found myself. We would like sit on the sofa, watch like eight episodes every night after work, and I would just make tea and watch. And I was like, "Hmm, any bis- <laughs> do you have any biscuits? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like blood sausage." <laughs> but like, I was like, "This is subliminal messaging." <laughs> I just, I need tea right now. But so, you- <laughs> anyways, um, so they usually do a golf. A lot of the chapters do a golf outing along with their vendor days, and which is it's so it's a lot of fun. And the idea is just because you're you're bringing people together, and it's just to kind of continue bringing people together. Go out and have some fun. Like I said, vendors sponsor different holes, so there could be some different events going on during the golf outing. I don't know if, if you've ever participated in a golf tournament. And this is like a best ball type of well, thing? Well, they'll do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, if anyone that's done golf tournaments, obviously for your non-golfers, they'll usually have different holes sponsored, mm-hmm. and they'll have like a best ball, longest drive, closest to the pin, those sorts of things. And sometimes those those will win you either prize money or an award. Sometimes it's just a, a little plaque or something. But it's, it's a lot of fun. It kind of makes it fun. You know, it's kind of like taking – Taking a element of top golf and bring it to the uh, to the actual right. course. Taking right. something super boring <laughs> and trying to make it fun. 
spoken from a non-golfer. I love golf. <laughs> golf is it's fun. I but too love is, breaking but, down but, cardboard but the, boxes. But the answer Webb's previous question was about does it cost money? Oh yeah. It it can. Um so a lot of the a lot of companies out there will they'll maybe pre-purchase a certain number of of seats, you know, they'll say, okay, we're going to do, you know, usually with, with golf, you have twosomes, foursomes, and then they partner together. So like usually say, okay, we'll do two foursomes that we'll sponsor um, different vendors with their sponsorship levels. Sometimes they will get, you know, part of that comes with either a foursome or two foursomes if they want to participate in that. Um, so I would say that if you're interested in it, definitely talk to your local leadership to see what options are there. Cause there may be an opportunity for you to come out. Even then, there it is, you know, or you can just pay, you know, to, to come play as well. It's, uh, I, I don't remember the pricing from last year. It was pretty reasonable, though, considering like, compared to most of the golf tournaments I've played at. Well, locally. golf can be expensive anyway. It doesn't matter. But we usually play, I mean, but it's usually some pretty nice, pretty nice areas that we play. We usually play just across the, the shore. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the course off the top of my head, but um, I, can, I, I can search it. Yeah, if you want to pull it up, that way people have an idea of where we've played at historically. Um, but it's great. I mean, it's a lot of fun. We, we do Masters. it. And so we're currently, so we're currently for the Chesapeake chapter, we're scheduled for, um, I want to say it was May. It was a Tuesday, right? 11th. I believe it's May 11th, the Wednesday. Um, and so Wednesday, May, that's our tentative schedule. Um, hopefully everything stays on track. Um, within a few weeks to months before that, you'll start to see some information come out. Um, Queenstown Harbor Golf. Yep, there you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a nice course. If anyone's played there or has interest in, just look it up. Look that up. Um, it's a beautiful course, but it's a lot of fun. So be on the lookout for for that information that that will come out from our chapter in the next few weeks to months. Um, and if you're interested, yeah, please. Fun. Yeah, if you're interested, please sign up. If you've got, like I said, if if you're curious about the cost, just you know, check with your local company. There may be some sponsorship that they've already got. Yeah, um, I know where I'm going to do it one way or another. My company may sponsor. We're not 100 percent sure yet. We're still um, we're still in that discussion. But even if we don't, you know, I'm I'm going to pay and have a force. I'm going to get Jono to pay for fun. mine because Jono can pay. He's he's made of money. That's fine. Yes. Wait, no, I'm literally the lowest paid guy at this table. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not technically true because it's you because it's you and you and you know you because yeah. you got you, yours oh, and Franny's combined we, income. You have combined income, but she doesn't your let house, me spend my money. Your house? No, she does. No, she's she has. She's, I've seen she's an angry. Person. I've seen Franny though tell you like no, absolutely, and then you don't get it because you're so afraid of getting I yelled was at. So afraid. Even though she's telling you, yes, you can spend the money. And you're just like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm going to get in trouble. She's At the like, Renaissance Festival, she, we were there. And my wife's like, go ahead. Go go buy a cape or go buy some beard gel. And I was like, yeah, no. And you just ended up with pickles, right? He really left. He, I, didn't, I didn't buy anything. No, he Did really I buy anything? A turkey leg. Yeah. He literally... <laughs> <laughs> And I ate some of your son's turkey legs. You had to. There was no way. I mean, he's too little. There's no way he was finishing that turkey. He was like committed to it, but like, give me that kid. <laughs> That's funny. He did. He, he only moderately stole a turkey leg from a nine year old. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was funny. Yeah, he yeah he he. I was so scared. Yeah. <laughs> but on on a serious note, oh no, <laughs> what we're talking about before that. We're talking about golf. 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 Oh, so um, something that I think when you guys brought it up to me last year, you can't share clubs. No, technically, no. I mean, you can always ask the course. 
ahead of time, like if there is a concern like that. A lot of courses will have a couple pairs, especially some of the some of them will have a couple pairs of rental clubs that they'll offer. I got you. So oh, thanks. I got you. But, there you go. Wait, you're gonna buy me clubs? No. no, I'm gonna buy. I need a newer set so you can have mine. My old set. No, you lucky. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Oh, but by the it'll, way, get ha- you, it'll get you by. It, it was a decent set. I just, you know, Sweet. grew out of it. Thanks. Yeah. Happy birthday to Paul and Steve yesterday. Yay! Yay! Just figured I'd toss that out for uh, <laughs> uh, putting it on recording for. Thanks to our mom. Reciprocity. <laughs> What's a for I have no memory? Idea. Whatever. <laughs> what? But that's awesome. So the <laughs> <laughs> So the main thing is go to SCTE. Sorry for all the plosives. SCTE, that's the Society of Cable Telecommunications Engineers dot org. And it's super easy. Uh, just click the memberships and join. Find out if your cable company or whatever company is not just cable companies. We we have contractors that do the actual construction. Find out from your leadership if they cover it. If not, eighty five bucks uh, a year. And um, search for a local chapter. And I guess just from personal experience, maybe ask around. Ask around if a couple people in in your shop or where you work are a part of it because like i said i joined the west virginia chapter because i have a lot of west virginia pride and i was like yeah ye, ye. but it turned out everyone i knew was in the chesapeake chapter so i ended up needing to switch over but now like i said i'm a voting board member and it's really changing a lot of things for me it's super beneficial i'm, I'm meeting people and it's it's pretty cool I'm, I'm glad i joined and you don't have to be a board member you can just use the resources or you can be uh, i'm assuming every chapter has associate or assistant board members and full board members yeah so you can just use the benefits or you can be a part of the team and um have like a say during meetings or you can get voted in and apply to be an actual full board member and be able to vote on things it's a really cool thing and it's not i i tell you what i think we're putting more time into it just doing this podcast then and it's not a lot of work people think oh i can't take on another thing now paul you're doing a lot because the training the whole thing is training so you're you're definitely taking on some stuff and organizing things and whatnot but uh no just shout it go go for it what, what are you trying to say no i was just gonna say um <clears throat> i tried putting the code in last night on my membership but it's still rejecting it so does that mean i'm Having to pay the eighty five dollars? No, we'll, we'll have we'll, to look into. We'll that. figure it out. Like I said, usually it, it, there sometimes could just be a hang up with it. I mean, that's that's part of why it's good to know members and talk to people because we'll we'll yep. work it out for you. Worst case scenario, if you do have any trouble getting signed up, like like Steve is having an issue with getting the code to go through, it, it happens for a variety of reasons. Especially possibly if you were formerly a member, you may actually have to go through and do more of the renewal process as opposed to the new sign up. Um, which is something that probably a lot of people are going to run into. So if you have any hangups, let us know. We'll either help you as best we can, or we can, we can get you in contact with the people that that can get you get you set up. Because I had yep. I myself had issues about two years ago when I was switching companies because I wanted to you know had to get my membership fixed and adjusted. And uh, you know you just you reached out the people people within the SCTE. That's one thing I love. It's not even with our chapter, but when we talk to a national, they respond quick. They're awesome. They really are. We the SCTE has a great. A great chapter organization. Um, the the folks that we deal with are yeah super responsive, super helpful. Uh, I, I love you know if you need something, you reach out and 
if they can't fix it for you, they know exactly who to send it to and usually have a resolve pretty quick. Yep. So sweet. That's our first segment. Insert awesome guitar solo or something here. Now we are on to our second segment. What's new in telecom slash industry chat. I should have had Webby say that. Do you want to say that? Cause you got a nicer voice. No, go ahead. Okay, cool. You sound good. So in this segment, we're <laughs> going to talk about some new things and just kind of general information. Like one thing I'm, I'm interested in. So, uh, Steve and I live in the Jefferson County, area, the Jefferson County area of Jefferson County, West Virginia. Uh, more specifically, we're in the Charlestown kind of Ransony Harpers Ferry area. And one thing that is pretty big is there are two companies. Frontier is our main tele telephone, just our old, old school landline company. And that's what provides all the phone. And there's a new company called Glow Fiber, which is owned by Chantel. 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 And they are both, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, this, they're both in different areas running fiber, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I think they're going to be internet only. Yep. And that's pretty cool. They, they are running fiber. Do we know if it's fiber to house or fiber to box or? Um, I'll be honest. I don't know the full specific. I, I, I mean, I know it's obviously it's a fiber based backbone um i think it maybe be cool to get somebody on from chantel early on and, and oh yeah and some of these others just to, just to talk a little bit about for what they can talk about with what their network is going to be but I, i'm not sure if it's fiber to the i, I mean like i know a, it's i believe is it's it like a, our our fog or is it more of like a well, right yeah i don't know if it's i don't know if it's like a i don't know if it's going to like a like a knitted side of the house or if it's actually going to like a fiber modem i'm, I'm not sure so which one it is that brings up something i'd like to discuss is epon versus our fog are those industry no those are those are just general terms that, mm-hmm. that's not like a um, mso term so do we know what epon stands for i do because I'm looking at it on the screen so it stands for ethernet passive optical network would anyone like to explain what that means please because I Epon stands for Ethernet Passive Optical Network. Epon uses Ethernet packets instead of asynchronous transfer mode or ATM cells. So it's basically, is that just a fiber to like a mini uh, node on the side of the house? Or No, that's more RFOG. Thanks, guys. I'm dying here. So, <laughs> oh, no, I'm, trying. <laughs> I'm honestly trying to double check myself. Well, in the FIOS world, their modem is actually at the NID. Yeah. And so they run a Cat5, Cat6, or, you know, into the house, which is then fed into their router i should say and then that's that's how they just distribute their internet service so my my mom lives out upon though uh my mom has fios out in maryland and she does she has a fiber line going to a big box on the side of her house and then there's a coax line and an ethernet line running to a router in her house right and that i find that interesting i think she has symmetrical she's got an old system i think she's got symmetrical 200 uh, which is still, that's awesome. Especially if you're like a, uh, like a YouTube streamer or something, but the, the intro, I was talking to someone else in the industry and they said that you shouldn't need the coax anymore for, for that. Uh, I actually have a friend down in Raleigh, North Carolina and he has ATT, AT&T 
fiber. And he said that it's basically a fiber line to something outside of his house. And then there's just an ethernet run through his house to a router. And he, I think he has gigs symmetrical mind blowing thousand megabits down thousand megabits up, or should I say megabytes? I'm waiting for you guys to correct me <laughs> just for fun fact, because I know some people might not know it's megabits. The, the, the actual data is a megabyte, but the speed is a megabit. So fun little fact. Whenever someone says it wrong, you can be like, no, <laughs> so according to new wave dv.com, EPON, or Ethernet Passive Optical Network, enables computer network connections over telecommunications infrastructure. It is a short-haul network that uses fiber optic cables, Ethernet packets, and a single-layer 2 network with a single protocol. Hello, pop-up on my computer. Uh, single-layer 2 network with a single protocol to deliver Internet access, voice over Internet protocol, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, basically, it looks like Epon is just fiber to the house. It hits a mini node, and then it's Ethernet to your device. And that can do symmetrical gig. And then we've got RFOG. So RFOG is radio frequency over glass, and that's used to replace the coaxial part of the uh, HFC network with single fiber transport. So RFOG is basically a fiber line to a mini node on the side of the house and then it goes over to radio frequency on copper or coax lines to the modem. So that that's basically most, uh, a lot of cable companies have a hybrid infrastructure. So it'll be a fiber line to a giant thing called a node. And that will uh, convert the light information over to radio frequency on copper. And you'll get trunk line or feeder cable and hit amplifiers and cascade down. And then you have taps and then, copper to the house and then copper to the box. And what our fog does is basically cut all of that out until it gets to the house. So it's just, I mean, light information is better than radio frequency. It, it's it, that's what the future of telecommunications is going to. And it seems like our fog was the next step. And then Epon is the next step after that. And then eventually is there a name for when it's fiber directly to the device? There's a variety of architectures. I mean, RFOG is what a lot of people started doing. There's EPON, which is what most are doing some version of there's now. G-pon. There's GPON that I know some areas are, are diving into. Um, I mean, we could do several episodes on just the varying oh, yeah. fiber <laughs> networks. And <laughs> look at that. So when I Google searched, um, what is RFOG? The, the top answer was brought to you by SCTE. There you go. <laughs> well, so <laughs> I just noticed that. fun fact. Well, it is a fun fact, and it was honestly, I think, probably a pretty, I'll be honest, pretty important thing that we missed in our discussion around SCT is that though they are an industry leader in developing standards. Oh yeah, and process. Um, so it's that's one of the good things that they do is that a lot of those standards that that help navigate us through the the telecom industry were helped develop by the SCTE who are partnered with cable labs now. Um, so they're doing a lot of research, a lot of, and like I said, it's, you know, a lot of the codes that you use to follow, um, they were a part of putting that together and, uh, it's, so it's really exciting. So it's not just, it's when it comes to the education, it's literally they're develop, they're helping to develop the equipment, the technologies and the processes in place that come with everything that's being trained. So it's pretty cool. 
And so with all of that discussion said, I want to talk a little bit about utilities markings and misutilities. First off, I'd like to point out that if you're ever going to dig or do something outside, call misutilities so that they can mark things because you don't want to start digging and then hear like a and then you're like, yeah, I'm just going to keep digging and all this slate spark, spark, <laughs> boom. But uh, basically what happens is whenever we have to run a, if any company has to run an underground line or put, if, if you're putting a fence in, in your neighborhood, you should call Miss Utilities so that they can come out and actually um, mark where the power, the water, the, the cable, the telephone, mark all that stuff. But one thing, if you notice as a cable guy, is that they only mark, and now this is not a slight because there's not a way to really do every single drop, but they mark the feed lines. And if you're a cable guy, you know that there's more than that. There's the drops. So something that can happen a lot of the time is, like I had a customer once who was putting in a fence and I, and the cable was all out. The notes said customer putting in fence. And I was going there thinking, man, she should have called miss utilities. I go out there and there's orange lines everywhere. All the stuff. She told me she called them, but it turned out that right where she put one pole was her drop. And it wasn't marked because you just, you, they can't mark every single drop. And with all these new infrastructures coming in on poles, it's easy because it's all shown. But when they're burying new lines, it's very difficult to really know where everything is. And a lot of lines can get cut or damaged. And that that's part of grid. <laughs> I guess it's kind of literally growing pains for the cable industry. But that, that's definitely um, a thing that to be aware of when you're when you're putting in new infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's and there's a a lot of companies out there that you go through. Um, pretty much, just always remember it's it's the eight one one before you dig. Call eight one one. No matter what area you're in, dial eight one one. That'll connect it to your local company that will do the load that will process and, and place the locates for you, or or work with the companies that will go out and locate. So it's always and do not do not do not touch. <laughs> Wasn't that an old commercial? <laughs> I don't remember. But 811 before you dig any digging. Like you said, you're putting in a fence, you're putting in a new, you know, if you're if it's a hard fence, you're putting in a little dog fence, the electric little electric fence for your dog. If you're just if you want to redo some some grading at your anything you want to do at your house, but anything industry related though too. You know, as working with in the construction side, you know, you learn very quickly. You have to put in utility tickets before you do anything. And it's one, and as you guys mentioned, as a service technician, one of the pain points is those locates. A lot of times, even for new drops, we have to call them in. They take so so much time to dig, but 811 is the number to call. Um, If you want to validate if a ticket was placed or put in or put in correctly, because that's one of the biggest pieces here though, too, is tickets being placed correctly. Um, So in, so Miss Utility, so it's MissUtility.net is who covers a lot of Maryland, Delaware, um, and some of the neighboring markets. Um, that's who you would go through, through through Maryland. And you can actually go on their website to actually input tickets. You can also go on the website to look up tickets. Um, in West Virginia, um, wvhop.texas811. It's an odd name, but that's that's the that's who <laughs> but that's who you go through as a as a homeowner. Um, it's wvgc.texas811.org is is the general site. But again, you type in 811 in the state that you're in, it's going to link you to who it is. You can put tickets in that way, but one of the best things you can do is look up those tickets too. You know, if somebody says, "Oh no, I put a ticket in," 
but there's no lines anywhere, look that ticket up. You can go in there, you can type in the address that you're at, and you can see if there was a ticket placed, if there was, if it was cleared, you can see if particular locates were cleared because, you know, maybe only certain pieces have been marked. And that's one of the big misconceptions is they'll start seeing markings on the ground. So they'll think it's all clear. But a lot of people forget how many, I'm going to ask you guys, how many different color markings could you potentially see on a single job site? <sighs> Yellow is propane. Red is fire. Power. Electric. Power. Power. <laughs> Blue is drink potable water. Green is sewer. Mm -hmm. Yellow is propane. Did I say that? Yes. You did. <laughs> Orange is cable. Yellow is propane. <laughs> I know there's more. Yellow is propane. <laughs> there's a pink one. <laughs> there is a pink one. So there are eight different colors that you will eight. see out there. Um, white is your proposed ex excavation, which is the, that's really the one you want to use. Even if you're a homeowner, it's, it's a good idea to go buy a can of white paint. If you need to have something, if you're putting something in, you have something that you, you're going to be digging in the ground for, white line it. Make sure you're you, marking where you, where you fence, as the non-professional. Yes, if you're putting a fence in, mark it off. If you're, if you're grading something, mark that. Cause anything that you, if you're, cool. if you're calling in to have a ticket put in, white line the area because that will, better guarantee not full but better guarantee that that area will be marked effectively if you're just saying hey i'm putting something in at this address to this address who knows what they're gonna you know they, they, they it's because it, it, it really is a little ambiguous like okay cool you're digging something in this area i'm gonna mark the main utilities because i need to but i might miss those those drops and those little one-offs um so you're gonna see that for white you're gonna have pink paint which is temporary survey markings um, and then you're going to have red, which is your electric. And so anything power related is going to be red. Anything gas, oil, petroleum, all that's going to be in yellow. Orange, we know, is cable. So cable. communications, alarm, alarm, signal lines. Um, blue is the potable water. You have green for sewer and drain lines, but you have purple too. Purple's the reclaimed water. So reclaimed like water, irrigation, like a, that kind of stuff. So, so like a sprinkler system. Mm-hmm. Okay, because cause that, yeah, that is something like there are things that they won't. What if you have a dog line? Uh, dog fence. Or a like dog fence. Like, yeah, like you, fence, yeah. yeah, you should, you should mark that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, but again, that's why the most important thing is, is to white line it if you're, but that's one of the, the keys with it though, is as, as you, the individual, a lot of the ticket success is on this, is on the user putting it in. And so obviously a lot of what we deal with is the aftermath of tickets, but just, you know, good common practice for anyone moving forward is make sure you're calling 811 or going into the system and entering you can enter the ticket yourself so the site's great because you can actually even draw maps out and stuff on there which is really cool oh. um yeah some some of these utility sites are actually really really actually kind of fun to play on <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i've gone in there and just kind of just to learn them more myself i've just gone in there and just kind of seen the different things you can draw and notes and stuff you can put in That's there cool. more notes is never a bad thing oh, yeah. list exactly what you're doing the paths you're planning to take um all that sort of stuff because you know making sure that you're safe when you're doing a dig project is is critical because what happens is the, and the big part of it is, especially when you talk about stuff not being marked properly, is then you run into liability concerns. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, you know, sometimes things get missed for a variety of reasons. 
But yeah, so that's all fascinating. Because I know one thing, I'm uh, my wife and I are looking to... Oh, did I cut you off? I wasn't done. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Here, I'm turning my cut. mic off. Take five. <laughs> uh, so the best thing about that so the sites are super user-friendly a lot of fun to play on and and to learn the notes and the the information in there is critical the thing that's cool about it like i mentioned before though is that you can go in there and look up tickets to see if they were even placed if they were completed Hmm. properly um and if you do run into issues where you do see something where either a ticket was never called in but somebody's out there digging um or you know you've got significant damage we do have certain loss control companies that we work with so if you do run into that reach out to your local leadership so they can get you that information because we do obviously want to make sure that we are reporting if something is done without being without the proper you know 811 call in and without the oh, the proper clearances so we do want to make sure that we're always paying attention to that and and really diving into it because it's it's a, it's it could be a big issue you know if someone's out there doing that you know out there digging and they're not calling in because a big part of it too is just that even if a ticket is in and is cleared you still have to be very, very careful. Every state's a little bit different, but like for Maryland, I believe it's it's 18 inches. So you can, just because something's marked, you can still dig in that area, but you have to hand dig. So 18 inches, I believe, for Maryland on either side of the of the line, you can dig, but you have to hand dig. And it's, and it's because, you know, obviously like, hey, maybe I'm going and putting in a new drop and it's going to be running on top of where power is. So it's going to be running the same path. And obviously you typically want it to be in the same path, but I just, I can't go in there with, with a backhoe and start digging up stuff. And so that's another thing to look at. Hey, if they're in there, if someone's using a backhoe, but it's too close, like I said, every state's a little bit different. Some are 18 inches, some are 24 inches, some are even 36 inches. Um, so you can still dig in those areas. You just have to hand dig and remember to hand dig carefully because there is, you know, a lot of gas lines, electrical lines, and not everything's in conduit. We're moving to a conduit phase, but there's still so much that's just laying bare in there. And, yeah. you know, we've seen and you know we've had people hit all those different lines with. Very, I mean, thankfully, you know, the I, 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 I personally don't know of anyone that's had any serious injuries from it. But I do know guys that have, have, have hit power lines, have hit gas lines. Um, and it's you know, it's you're sometimes you're just like you're thanking your lucky stars yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And in I mean, almost anything, even a dog fence, there's electricity on that. And yep. it's not a ton, but you know, hey, if you touch it wrong, you're going to get a nice little shock. So what's a uh, web was wondering something. Oh, I was going to say as a homeowner and of course, you know, folks out there are probably wondering, is there a cost associated with. Oh, good question. Calling 811 and having the service done is it, or if that's a free service. No, 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 there's no cost to it. Um, now, for certain excavators, there there might be, you know, they have to maybe look at some of the different processes, but um, there is no cost to homeowner because Literally. it's because it's because, you know, even if you go, hey, 811 West Virginia, it's free. It's the law because it's it's a requirement for you to call and you actually can get fined if you're digging and haven't called. That's why making sure that if you have, do have an issue where something wasn't called in, you do want to escalate to the proper people. But wow. it, it is it is typically a free service for for the for the individuals, homeowners, as well as. Um, utility for any um, company. I, I bet. I mean, not only the the timing because you you know it probably takes time to for the person to come out and you're like, no, I want to dig this weekend. But I bet you that the thought that it costs something drives a lot of people oh, yeah. away from it because right. they think right. they have to pay. Yeah. That's that's cool. Like I said, it's free. And remember, there are multiple colors. And how often so. every spring 
do you get a call? And oh my gosh. Drops yeah. are cut because yeah. Oh, yeah. they're in their garden yeah. digging yep. and happens every year. Yep. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's the fun part. It, I actually kind of enjoy this because you're driving and you see, and you're oh, it's like, an easy call. <laughs> <laughs> so we interject another fun guitar solo. And now we were at the segment called truck talk. During Truck Talk, we our main focus is to just tell some fun stories, maybe some inspirational stories of things that we notice on the job. And something that we'd like to toss out there is our, our podcast, The Cable Connection. We have an email, so save it because it's long. It's thecableconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. If you guys out there have some funny appropriate or inspirational appropriate or any any stories because we all know we're all outside by our trucks cleaning our trucks at our shops or doing something and we always have some fun stories to tell of something we saw maybe a person we met something i know personally i uh oh well, that, that's another story i'll tell well it's, it's not a big story but I'm, I'm a, I just became a foster parent this year. And one of my customers last year, while I was in the process of becoming one was a, she was, a, she's a grown woman. She was in her thirties now, but she was a product of being a foster kid. And she, she had, while I was doing the install, there were stories. Oh, she went through 13 different houses and, and all sorts of stuff. And that, that directly affected me. I learned like, what do I need to do as a future foster parent? So if you guys ever have some good stories, please write into our Gmail, the cable connection podcast at gmail.com and tell them and we'll read them. And, uh, inside the emails, you know, uh, you can give us your first name and last initial, or let us know if you want your name mentioned. Um, but just write them in. Cause we'd like to read them out. But, uh, with all that being said, let's start with Paul. Do you have any fun stories or inspirational stories to tell during this truck talk? Uh, I think one of the things that I, I always love is one of my favorite stories to tell. And, uh, it's, and it's actually because it involves a guy that I, I respect a lot. We've spent a lot of years in the business together. The he's, Mandalorian. <laughs> he's a, he's a pretty cool guy, but, uh, he was a new hire and, uh, he was riding with me and we were, I think we we're just came over doing a trouble call or re, I think we we're doing a rewire. How long ago is this? Oh God, this was 15 years, 15, nice. 16 years ago. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a while ago. Um, and, uh, I just remember because it was he was so proud of himself afterwards. He got all the <laughs> stuff done, and you know, all I, I just every time I every time I think about it, I just get the song in my head. Now she's with me, always <laughs> with me. Tiny jumper in my hand. So uh, he made the tiniest jumper I have ever seen on the face of the earth. I don't know how he got his crimp tool to, to, to his compression tool to even work. Like it was. I mean, obviously, I won't go into the 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 the, the reasoning as to why a <laughs> jumper that's too small doesn't isn't isn't good. Um, you know, you know, usually you have some standard lengths that you want for distance, different size cable. But it was just this amazingly teeny tiny little tiny jumper. I mean, it couldn't have been two connectors and maybe like a quarter inch of coax. Oh, I mean, I might be exaggerating. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but not by much. It was. It was hilarious. And so just for, for 15 years to me, he's always just been, Hey, that's, that's tiny jumper. That's and it was just, awesome. it was great. And it's, it's, it's one of the things I just like, it's a story I love to tell. And I just, I always, I have that song in my head every time I see him, I picture it and it's just, it's great. And he's a great guy. He's actually a phenomenal technician. And he's like nine feet tall too. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> nah, he, like I said, he's a great, it's, it's one of those things, hey, when you're learning, you're, you're still trying to figure things out. And I mean, we've all been in those situations where you've got just the tiniest bit and you're trying to oh, get in that, a wall plate, right. trying to, trying to get that. You really want to do a good job and put a new connector behind the wall plate, but you can't get the tool in there. Right. Somebody, you know, whoever ran the wiring stapled it inside the, yeah. the thing. Oh, and so it's yeah. like, you don't have, so we've all been in that situation, but this is like a, this was a free thing. Like he made this full was jumper. Was he just in your van with you and he was messing around? Well, we just, were, we were in, we were in the house. We were, I think we were in the basement or wherever <laughs> they had like a little panel. And I just remember, I think I, I can't remember what I, I was doing something different. Different, and I had, hey, just go ahead and do this. And uh, and when I came back to check, and I was just like, what, what is that? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I found it. <laughs> it was it was just great. It was just, like I said, it was absolutely hilarious to me. And it's just like I said, it was one of those learning experiences for him. Like I said, we've all done some crazy things, but I just I love it because it just like every time I see him. Just, you know, and it's, you know, that song in my head and the That's picture of that jumper is just, it, it's what's great about this. Well, it's one of the things I love about this company. You get me, you meet so many people, you, you make, get so many cool stories. But. I mean, all of us are good friends now because of this company. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, so many people like, uh, so we're talking about his name's Josh. He'll, he'll probably be on. Oh, I'm sure. For all sure. Right. Um, he, he's awesome. Like I, the people, my closest, like I, I personally have friends from, you know, like middle school, high school and, and old stuff, but you guys just all, we meet so many people and it's almost like, uh, my father was a cop. And if you're a cop or a firefighter, you know, these dudes that you work with on your shift, you become friends because you're off on the same times and you spend so much time that you do things together. And it's the same thing. It's, Cause we're, we're running cable guys are running the world right now. Like yeah, everyone's got an important part to it, but I mean, with so much, uh, remote working and communication being needed, we're in the communication era. We are the people that are making the world turn other than science and well, the big bang and gravity. Other than your medical professionals, we're probably second in line. Yeah. But then how do they transfer information? Exactly. <laughs> So it all loops back to the telecommunications. Telegram. Newsflash. Cable guy thinks he's more important than doctor. Engineers he needs an EKG. The engineers of the society. It's a sprained angle. So, Webb, I had it written down as a donkey story, but it's a goat story. A lamb story. Goat story. I was actually going to go to a different one just because that one's <laughs> that one's kind of lame. It's the in, but the intro to it is like so. Webby's got a goat story. <laughs> the intel <laughs> the intel is pretty incorrect, and uh, you know. We'll, we'll I mean, it. if it's uh, just toss it up, I mean, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> now, like everyone's going to be so curious. Well, you know what? We'll bring that up on the next episode. <laughs> okay, so so the goat story is for the future. Yeah, that's it's, it's work appropriate, right? They keep you, yeah, good. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> only in West Virginia, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh what is the the news story? All right, so it was actually more of a funny story to be honest. Um, it happened very very early in my career. So as a as a BP or nowadays, you know, contractor, I was new in the industry and I was learning how to do post wires and stuff like that. So I was on this one job where basically I had to run a bunch of lines to the upstairs. And this is when we used to get paid to do wall fishes. Nowadays, we don't do that kind of stuff. So I ran like three lines to the attic and then from the attic, 
I was basically going to fish the lines down into three bedrooms. Well, I threw my lines up in there like, like I was trained to do. Basically, at that point in time, I went up into the attic and started yanking the lines in. Well, the mistake that I made and the one that I'll never forget is in the process, I put really bad kinks in the cable trying to pull the lines Ugh. in. I got them all fished down into the walls. Everything was good. Got my wall plates on, hooked up my boxes. And then all of a sudden, I go to hook up and I got no signal. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> So for so. <laughs> the, for the people that don't work directly so. with cables, a, a coax cable is basically like a hose. You yeah. can kink it. Yes. <laughs> like, oh yeah. And if you kink it bad enough, it will not work. And that's what I did with all three of my lines. So oh. I had to rip out all of the three lines, start oh. all over. So I learned early on in my career that, yeah, you 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 can't do that. So. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I figured that'd be funnier than the goat story. To be I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the goat story. I feel like I still okay. need to hear the goat so, story. Okay, so. Oh, no. Is he actually telling it? So, so right, basically. Get right up on the mic. Get this. We, we need to so, get the goat story. So, basically, <laughs> what happened was I, w- I was on an install, and uh, out in the middle of the country, I'm in there running the line, and next thing I know it, this, this something tap on the door, right? <laughs> like. Where's this coming from? So this door is one of those split level doors where you can open the top or you know open oh, like an like yeah. an old school barn farmhouse yeah, door you know, where you put your pie yeah, on it to exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a historical home to begin. Oh, okay, with. okay, in West Virginia. Yeah. So come to find out, this house was basically in the middle of a like a an animal pasture. Nice. Yeah. So they had all kinds of animals: horses, goats, uh, pot belly pigs chickens you name it right so he opens up the door this the guy the goat? He, oh the guy opens up the door next thing you know this goat just peeps in like like he owns just the, the top door here yeah yeah <laughs> and he starts feeding them like like i guess that's just a normal thing you know what i mean like that's just not something that you see every day you know what i mean <laughs> I mean, I might have witnessed that at Jono's house, but <laughs> I was gonna say I actually think that's awesome. Like, you know, that's super cool. And I have a picture of it, and uh, I'll awesome. have to show you. Yeah, it's it's actually really cool. It was it was a fun job. They know the the, the animals know. Like, I we've got ducks at my house that fly up and they just hiss at you until they feel like if there's no food in the bowls, they come to the door and they're they're angry and they'll fly up on the roof and. <laughs> but you, could you imagine? Boom, boom, boom. And this, this, well, this billy goat, like, tapping on the door there, with his hoof. There's going to be a day where we're not going to hear from Jono for several days. We're going to go there, and the skylight's going to be crashed in, and we're going to open the door, and it's going to be the duck just staring at us. And yeah. Just, and, like, I'm gonna, and I'm going to close the door, and I'm going to walk away, and Jono will miss you. <laughs> or, like, you guys call, and, and, and like, I answer, and you just hear a because <laughs> they're like geese ducks. We might need to work on like a like a safe word for you or something. Like, are you yeah. in, like in distress? You know, <laughs> the ducks are fine. <laughs> so I have um I have an ins- I guess an inspiration. We don't I, I shouldn't title it, but one thing that's important to me, which is funny. There was actually I was on the phone with Paul a couple weeks ago, and I was driving home, and it had just uh, 
snowed and we were talking and I was like, Oh, sorry, dude, I, I got to do something real quick. And I, and he's just listening to me and I'm on my truck phone and my personal truck and I turn around and there was this very, very elderly lady trying to get out of her van, out of her car. And she's got two canes and she's slipping on the ice. And, and I asked her if she needs help and she, basically cursed at me and and said i don't need your help and i drove away so i like helping people whenever i can and something that can really reach out to you as an employee is you're not just going in and installing internet or as a construction guy running a line or the head end guy just making sure things are working you can have an impact on the community and years ago, uh, I was working in Frederick, Maryland, and I was I had just finished my job. I was real close to home, and I was driving home. It's downpour, raining, and there's this old Buick Skylark pulled over on a side on a kind of a main side road. And there's this old lady, literally in a walker, st- in the rain with like a poncho, like a cheap plastic poncho, staring at her back left tire, and it was flat. And so I st- put my van behind her put all my blinkers on set out cones and said, ma'am, do you, do you have anyone coming to get you? Are, are you okay? She said, no, I, I basically, she doesn't live or she doesn't live. <laughs> she doesn't have any family living out there. She doesn't have any kind of tow company. She can't afford to buy, to pay someone to come out and change it. So I put my vest on, I put my van behind her car to block the traffic, put the blinkers, put the cones out. I said, pop your trunk. If you don't mind, do all this stuff. And I changed her tire and she was in tears, just so happy. She had a friend, another friend of like a, another elderly lady in the passenger seat, and they were both just stuck. And they were only a couple miles from home. Like she, she had said she lived in a, a certain city. I think it was Middletown, and we were in Frederick City. So she was almost home, but she got a flat. And just the fact that she saw this Xfinity van park behind her with a guy still in his work shirt and he made her safe and protected her and changed her tire and got her going home. I feel like that's a really easy way, not just to be a good person. Yeah. Let let me pat myself on the back, (laughs) but it was just the fact that now she sees that we're not just robots. Like we all have different positions in this company, but I was, I was off the clock going home and she sees that I'm not only fixing internet, but I'm trying to help my community. And I feel like that can be really important because how many times do we go into people's houses and they just instantly are upset with you because they're paying money for the service and it's not working, which is probably why you're there. And it's just instant negativity a lot of the time. And it's our job to, you know, let them know we're there to help them. But it's, it's really important to let the community know that we get it. You work from home. Uh, you, your kid needs to go to school or your kid's a gamer and they need their internet quote unquote need. (laughs) So I just, I like letting people, I don't go around and like join the fire department and save a kid and be like, don't forget Xfinity. But like it, (laughs) it does help to let people know that we are people. Like we, and we care, we live here. I, I work in the area that I live. Most of us do. And literally, yeah. And it's, it's, it's important to let people know that and stuff. I'm rambling. No, you're, it's, it's perfect though. <laughs> I mean, cause yeah, like you said, we are part of the community. You either, 
you most people do work within their area or close enough and even if you don't like you you're ingrained into that community so do what you would hope people would do for you like mm-hmm. if i'm stuck yeah I, I would appreciate if somebody if i don't need help just to even just so people to offer to help is yeah. is huge and i mean unless and, you're that lady that yelled at me <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, she was hostile. <laughs> so I can, I get it though. Sometimes the people just there's a certain level of pride that people take, and, and you do find it sometimes because you so know a large man with a beard came at me. <laughs> it's like I was trying to help you, lady. <laughs> but it's 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 huge. I mean, and you see it all the time. And uh, maybe one day, maybe one day we'll we'll dedicate a whole episode to just kind of like the heroes of telecom. You see it Ooh, all the time with great. with technicians that are you know helping pull people, you know helping get people out of houses that are on fire mm-hmm. or you know pre- you know wow. helping people in, in accidents you know um you know i've i've got a friend who was you know at work and there was a, a big truck fire and he stopped and was was helping because wow. you know he's a he's a member of one of the one of the local fire departments and so like hey you know though like that's awesome you're seeing people in need and like and it's tough because you're you're at work and you know you are you know, you're driving around a billboard. I mean, so obviously make smart decisions of the situations you it's get yourself into. You know, if you are able to let your supervisor or manager or any direct leader above you know, hey, heads up, I'm going to stop. This this lady needs some help. I'm going to help her change a tire. I'm going to do this. Now, some situations you don't have time to call somebody. You just have to react. Yeah. But don't be afraid to help people. And because like I said, you're going to want help at some point, you're going to appreciate that someone just even offered. And, you know, it's just, it's about being good human beings to each other. And yep. I think that's, what's great about what you, what you, and yeah. and he does it a lot. He's, he's, he's patting himself on <laughs> the back, but he, it is a kind of frustrating. You go anywhere with them. They're just pulled over on the side of the road to have a phone conversation. And he's like, do they, they, help? they, they, help? they need help? And it's just like, they're just, <laughs> it's like, Oh my God. Calling 911. <laughs> this is a large hairy man trying to break into my car. <laughs> I'm like, I need to help you. <laughs> Love me. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's something else. <laughs> so if you're in West Virginia and you see a guy in an Xfinity truck with a big beard that comes to help, that, that comes <laughs> comes up to your window, he's probably just seeing if you need anything. Yep. <laughs> so be nice. Give him a sandwich. He'll go away. He'll go away calmly. <laughs> it's like just. <laughs> <laughs> here's like, some here's some crackers just leave us alone <laughs> it's like when you go through those drive through like national forest parks and a bear comes up to the window you're like just just don't look at it <laughs> it'll go away <laughs> and it starts rocking the car and then it walks away <laughs> oh man what was that movie where i think it was um they, it it was a uh, Tommy Boy or Black Sheep when they were oh, talking. The deer he was, he was, was in the back of the front. seat. Well, no, no. When there was like this lady. Oh no, it was the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when Uncle Eddie kidnapped the boss <laughs> and the 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 wife of the boss was talking to. <laughs> to- to the police and she was like he was a large burly fellow with in a leisure suit <laughs> in a blue leisure suit. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just lost Jono. Oh, yeah. That was good. So, the cable connection. Thank you for joining us for the first episode. Again, you can reach out to us with any questions at the cable connection podcast at gmail.com. Trust me, I tried to make it shorter, but it, this just worked out. Plus, it saves once you type it once. 
were brought to you the, with assistance through the uh, Chesapeake chapter of the SCTE. Please check out the SCTE. It's SCTE.org. Is that a train? Yeah, there's trains. Oh, yeah. We're in Ranson. Um, <laughs> check out SCT. I'm not doing that on my phone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's only like a, a train line that runs right through the middle of <laughs> this town. In my like, backyard, literally. The amount of times that we're like trying to get to work and then there's a train and it's an everyday life thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, my brother lives the over by the real. <laughs> yeah, so your brother lives right off the ra- ra- Off a railroad track and a qua- quarry. Yeah. Quarry. Like, I'll literally, I'll be on the phone with him, and you hear, then five minutes later, you hear, boom. <laughs> like, this house well, even pu- I mean, even pulling in here, they're still doing the blast, and they got the sign up for the, uh, you know, for, oh, yeah. for you know, you was it three, I don't three, have was any it? pictures up on the walls. They yeah. just keep falling down. <laughs> There's just, like, your car is just speckled with, like, rock yeah. indents, like a kid <laughs> shot it with a BB gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, SCTE.org. Join. Uh, you could possibly have a free membership. Just reach out to your MSO. Look for a local chapter to actually join and really enjoy it. Uh, look out for different opportunities. Learn more things. You're not just a cable guy. You're not just a, a line trencher. You're not just... A, a supervisor or something like you can learn so much and grow your career with all these free or affordable tools but uh yeah so that's kind of my spiel you guys have anything else i would just say uh that you know like the, the stories and the anecdotes that we share you know we, we've got a, probably a lifetime of them but we would love to so share many. stuff so from many. you all as well so as a listener if you have something that you think would just be really funny or really just great like it's an inspirational story or topics to bring up we can maybe find guests that are uh, professionals in their field any story you want us to tell if you if you have a a particular topic you want us to cover if you are a vendor or somebody or anybody that's that maybe is interested in coming on and talking about a particular particular item just let us know reach out to us we want to be able to share you your experiences your knowledge um you know we really want to make this where we're going to be our right your regular hosts but we hope that almost every episode we will have other people on from the telecom industry to really just talk to you about almost anything um we really want to have some fun with this yeah and always remember uh stay safe try to have fun uh do a good job and go bills